When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome back to another episode of Within the Lines, a podcast where two best friends use their patent pending movie ranking scale to determine the true quality of a film. Today is Thursday, February 8th, 2024. And today we're reviewing the latest spy thriller mm. that is blowing up the box office with our boy John Cena. Oh, yeah. Argyle. I, I interrupted right in the middle of that. John Cena very much playing like sixth fiddle in this movie. But he's in it, and he's our boy, so he is the headliner for this podcast. Yeah, I mean, he always is. He gets top billing despite being a brief cameo, essentially. He <laughs> Pretty comes, much. He comes first for us. Yes, and I am uh, being facetious about the fact that it is uh, blowing up the box office. Mm-hmm. We could talk about that after the break. But this movie is not getting received as well as uh, the studios definitely thought it would get received or hope it would get received. Not making money, not getting good reviews. All that being said, Ty... I think we're in for a good conversation because oh. uh, I'm interested to see what you think about this movie and how big the budget was. And I have a feeling we uh, we might have some good things to talk about, maybe some disagreements. I can't wait. Let's get into the show. 60% of the time, it works every time. Don Samos. What? We just become best friends. Yep. I'm so sorry. I'm not fucking leaving. The show goes on. Ellie Conway is the esteemed author of the popular espionage series Argyle. But when she finds out the events in her books were actually happening in real life, she is forced to team up with an actual spy to stop an evil criminal organization. Argyle. Argyle. 2024. The movie that cost Universal Pictures slash Apple TV an estimated 200 to $250 million. They're going to lose so much money. <laughs> 200 to $250 million. Now, and this re- had such a big promotional budget, too. Yeah. They're probably like 500 mil into this. <laughs> we talk about movies all the time. We always are like, how does this movie have this budget? How does a movie like Poor Things only cost you know thirty million and it looks as great as it does? How does a movie like The Creator have a budget under a hundred million and set up this amazing world that whether you like the movie or not looked stunning and got an Oscar nomination for how it looked? That movie cost eighty million dollars. Argyle, even if we end up disagreeing on our scales, Ty, does not look like a movie that cost three times as much as the creator no. i will put my hand up and admit to that no not at all that's insane yeah I, I i don't know and i just uh i just had a thought for after the podcast to talk to you about so i'll make sure i don't forget it about a future episode we're gonna do near oscar season but oh i can't wait for that 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's casting. That's that's the only thing I can think of because they have so many big names in this movie mm-hmm. for no reason at all. <laughs> yeah. None whatsoever. Yeah, and like like we alluded to, not making money. As of the recording of this, $38 million worldwide it's made, 21 domestic, 16 international, a bona fide flop for all intents of the word, even if we're not taking into account their marketing budget. Yeah. It's made... 15% of what its budget was. It's not going to cross 20 in its theatrical run. It, it's And this isn't a movie that's going to get people rushing to Apple um, Apple TV and getting subscriptions either. Like, it's not getting received well. No Mm-mm. one's going to watch it. No one's going to talk about it. Mm-mm. What a disaster. Yeah, and the director, Mr. Uh, Matthew, I believe it's Matt, Matthew Vaughn, is trying to start a argyle cinematic universe after this i'm not sure if you were aware of this uh i don't think that's gonna happen no i wasn't aware of this did you watch the post-credit scene no i i left as <laughs> soon as this movie ended unaware of a post-credit scene riley told me there was a post-credit scene so we stuck around very quick it was just after the 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 fancy credits okay. i like to call them i didn't even stay that long that was uh meant to be in like the 1950s or whatever and it was this guy goes to this pub and he's getting this gun. It's like a secret spy. He has to say all the like. He's like, I order a screwdriver with this, that, this, that, this, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Secret code word. Gets a box with a gun in it. Guy at the pub's like, Wow, they must be. You must be in trouble if they sent you to me. What's your name, lad? Lad. He said, My name is. I forgot his first name. My name is first name. And he pauses. First name Argyle. And then it cuts to black. So <gasps> I think they're trying to set up like a. And then after that, actually, it said. Argyle, the book, the movie. So they're trying to do like a high school, the musical, the musical, the series, the musical. Oh. Mean Girls, the movie, the musical, the movie, the musical mu- movie. Yes, correct. Uh, they're try- he is trying to hop on that train and do uh, Argyle, the book, the movie. Was the guy who did all of the secret stuff and said his name was Argyle, was it Henry Cavill? No, it was a younger lad. What the fuck? In his 20s. So I don't know if it was an Argyle origin story. <laughs> I don't know what he was trying to do. Part of the origin is he completely changes who he is because you already have Argyle in this movie. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. This. I think he's trying to make movies based off the books that the fictional character writes in this, which we find out are actually based on her real life. So I don't understand how that would work. I don't know. But also, the fictional character is in this movie. (laughs) Well, the guy looked like he could have been a younger Henry Cavill. He was like in his, in our age. Okay. Like, he didn't look totally unlike him. I don't know, man. This article from Polygon says Matthew Vaughn is out to turn Argyle, Argyle's post-credit scene, into a franchise. So, uh, that's wild. And Matthew Vaughn, for like going through his history as the director, he was a part of Kingsman, which has actually been a fairly successful franchise. He produced mm-hmm. one and two. Oh, he produced all three, yeah. and that was like a cool Secret Service, like a lot of fun. Didn't take itself too serious. And he tried taking the reins and like, you know what? I bet I could do this better if I was the director. (laughs) And boy, did he fuck that up. Yeah. Yeah. So it's called Argyle Book One, the movie coming soon is what I said on the screen. Um, And let's see that. So because Ellie Conway, Bryce Dallas Howard's character. He did did direct the Kingman series. The Kingsman series. The pub in the post credit scene was called the Kingsman. That's wild. Not to that. Because Ellie Conway is an author who writes spy fiction about Aubrey Argyle, this scene could just be an in-joke, a trailer for a movie that exists in Argyle's fictional universe, adapted from the fictional Ellie's book. But Ellie Conway is also a real author who wrote a book called Argyle, which you can buy. Oh. 
Ellie that Conway, supposedly real inspired the movie. Yes. Ellie Conway, real person, wrote a book called Argyle that inspired this movie. Literally, the cover is the exact same. The cover is the exact same. I'm so confused. So this could be a trailer for a real movie adaption of that book. So basically, it sounds like Matthew Vaughn read the Argyle book that does exist in our world. And he wanted, he was like, oh, that's a cool spy. But then he twisted it, turned his own thing into a spy and all the twists that were in this movie. But now he maybe wants to make an actual movie that's like actually based off what happens in the book, not just loosely based off of it. Well, here's the thing, Jay. Vox.com, mm-hmm. uh, this little snippet says, the thing is, Ellie Conway doesn't seem to exist. Mm. There's fake looking Twitter and Instagram profiles. There's no trace of her real life. Well, according to Vaughn, it's what he wants to do if he gets the green light from Apple and Universal. Quote, that would be nice, but that's up to the audience. It's not up to us. Sorry, buddy. Audience is not uh, reacting well. The plan, touch wood, touch wood. Is that a British guy thing for saying knock on wood? Touch wood, touch wood. Yeah. So just knock on wood, you touch, touch. (laughs) would be book one which is written and selling the book didn't write itself you know it's a really good book and he has franchise plans so this is his quote he says after book one then we would definitely do argyle to the movie which continues with the characters in the meta craziness this is insane the real ellie conway appears to be two an australian and a british author Mm. this is the most convoluted overly like oh here's a twist here's a secret thing and it makes so much sense for what this movie ended up being Look, and I'm not going to say maybe I didn't like it. I don't know. Before we jump in the scale, though, a twist for this podcast, Ty. I saw a famous person since the last time we recorded. I'm sure you've heard about this. I have. Yeah, but continue. So I was in Las Vegas for my sister's 21st birthday. Nightly trip. Got out of the house. A one, didn't play any one poker. One night trip? Yeah. Nightly trip means you're going every oh, night. Sorry. One night trip. Got some nice dinner. Buca de Beppo. Our iconic Buca de Beppo photo. Best picture any of us have ever looked in our lives. Mm-hmm. Not that good this time. Oh, no. I, I'm not going to take any responsibility and say that it's my fault that I looked 15 pounds heavier in this photo, but that the Buca de Beppo yeah. uh, lighting just made me look 15 pounds heavier oh, than I looked when I was 21 years old. 100% that's them. Yeah. <laughs> oh. No, you're right, Jay. So I didn't buy a photo because I did not. The group photo, I looked okay. Individual photos, not great. Mm. Um, but the next morning, we went to Bagel Mania, got some bagel sandwiches, went with your parents. Okay. And uh, the, the group behind us, uh, someone got on a microphone. We sang happy birthday, the whole restaurant, to this guy. I'm guessing he just knew the owner or something. No one knew who he was. Sitting right next to him. I already forgot his name. Polly Shore. <laughs> yeah. And your, your dad loudly goes, oh, my God, is that Polly Shore? Yeah. And I'm just sitting there like, no, please don't do this. Because I hate – I've only had this happen once in my life. But when there's, like, celebrities and it's like you don't want to – they don't want that much attention. Yeah, no. Um. I beat Adrian Beltre in Top Golf. He was right next to us. We didn't tell my dad because I didn't want him to freak out. So, like, I'm just like, oh, no. Like, can-? And then our parents are both all talking about Pauly Shore. Mm-hmm. You don't know Pauly Shore? You don't know any movies? And your dad's loudly, you haven't seen Encino Man? You haven't seen this? And I'm like, I've mm-hmm. seen the Goofy movie. He's in that. Yeah, yeah, he is. <laughs> Voiceover acting. So they're all talking about all the movies he's in, like, not quietly. And I'm just sitting there like, man, if Pauly Shore hears this, he's just going to be like, please don't talk to me. And what does your dad do when Polly Shore gets up to leave? Mm-hmm. He talks to Polly Shore. I'm sure he does. Yeah. Credit to your dad, who's probably listening, probably like four weeks in the future because yeah. he's always behind on the podcast. So delayed. I'm sure you'll get a phone call while we're recording mm-hmm. a my podcast. Son, my son will already be one by the time we get a follow up <laughs> on this. <laughs> it'll be right. It'll be like the day before his birthday. Yeah. Maybe you'll get a phone call. Okay. Um, to his credit, he wasn't terrible about it. All he said was like, 
hey, man, I just want to say I love you. Big fan. I was like, all right. But, like, when he started talking, I turned my head. I was like – and, like, literally put my hand up Fuck yeah. out of embarrassment. And Polly Shore actually talked to your dad. He said, oh, thanks, man. And and then I think your dad or my parents might have said something like – something about the 90s or something. I don't know. He's like, oh, we're opening a cafe in Vegas here called this and that. It's all 90s stuff. Encino Man, this, that. You guys would love it. You guys should check it out. So totally just turned it into a marketing thing for Polly Shore. But Love that friend. And then he walked away. So I did see a famous movie star. He did give your dad daps. Yeah. And I was embarrassed the entire time. And your dad is outraged that I don't know who Polly Shore is, nor have I seen Encino Man. I was going to say, there's no chance you knew, like, looking over, you were like, hey, that's Polly Shore. No, I was more concerned with the guy who was sitting next to him who had, like, tens of thousands of dollars of maybe hundreds of thousands. I don't know how much it cost of plastic surgery. Oh. Like he had so much. I thought plastic. you were, were going to say tens of thousands of dollars of Buku de Beppo on the table. <laughs> like, well, this is Begomania. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Um, he, uh, he just looked famous by how much plastic surgery he had. Yeah. Like, I think that guy was famous. I might have to stalk Pauly Shore's like Instagram or something, but the guy next to him looked way more famous than Pauly Shore did. No idea who it was though. Um, was he significantly? No, you said he had a uh, plastic surgery. Second picture on Polly Shore's Instagram is him hugging a very old person. I see that. I see that. Fortunately, I, I have to log into Instagram to look at his tagged photos, oh, and I don't want to do all that. But yeah. so I don't know who it was. But um, okay, yeah, I saw a famous person, and uh, that really set the mood for me for the movie Argyle because it just it put me on my feet. And I realized, like, anything could happen at any given time in my <laughs> yeah, life. Yeah, it could. Um, I was supposed to go to Super Bowl Media Day yesterday. Didn't do that. You know why? There was a rainstorm. Yep. Atmospheric River hit Southern California. It okay. rained on the way to Vegas, or it snowed on the way to Vegas. Anything can happen in Life Tide. There can always be a twist or a turn mm-hmm. that just changes your plans for a day, a week, I suppose a there month. could be. Sometimes it's unwanted pregnancies. That oh. also happened to me. Breaking news. Just kidding. Wouldn't that be a way to That'd announce be, it? Yeah, it would be wild. And it just set me up for this movie, Argyle, Ty, because this movie, so many twists, <laughs> so many turns. And before we even jump into the scale, as you laugh at my segue, I have one question for you. Please. Did they steal our fucking idea about the detective Dude, they finding kinda, out that they fucking did, though, right? <laughs> when that happened, I was like, brother, this is kind of like our our uh, murder mystery yeah. where the guy finds out he's the murderer. It's just like the espionage version of our of our story. <laughs> yeah, so I was thinking the same thing driving home. <laughs> like these motherfuckers. So they did it and they didn't even do good. Well, p- please keep it in in uh mind when you bash this movie cuz I have a feeling you're going to bash it. I um, will. Yeah. That they kind of did our idea, so we kind of have to give them some credit, right? No, no, because they ruined our idea. Okay. And now people are going to be saying whenever we make our movie that it's just like a cheesy Argyle knockoff and I'm going to be furious. Okay, you feel that strongly about this film, Ty? Well, yeah, they stole our fucking idea. Let's jump into the scale. Plot slash story. I want you to lead us off, because I know my score is going to be higher than yours. It will. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> um, yeah, man, it's murder miss. Not murder miss. They fucked me up. They fucked me up so bad. <laughs> Espionage, we get uh, Ellie Conway as an author, and then this you know spy meets her, and um, basically is like, yo, you're writing these books. All the shit in your books is actually happening in real life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're in danger because they're trying to make you finish your next book. So they know what happens next. Like she's a, like a fortune teller. And then in the most ridiculous of fashions, mm. there's just twist after twist mm. after twist. Mm-hmm. It's, yep. it's, it's first the, the guy who's trying to save you is trying to kill you. And then it's, oh, your parents aren't your real parents. And it's, oh, he's not actually trying to kill you. And then it's, oh, you're actually the person that you've been writing about this whole time. And then it's like, these aren't like stories. These are memories. Yeah. And it's just. Brainwashed. It's just 
turn after turn after ridiculous turn. And then she's a bad guy, and she shoots the guy in the heart. And then there's the turn. But nope, it was the, the something chamber. Yeah. And then, oh, shocking, the person that you killed in your book who sent you the thing about shooting people in the heart is also still alive and saves the day. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, well, she was also Russian, you know, whatever. Not Russian, but uh, she got brainwashed. So she at the did. end, she had to be a part of the final fight scene. Yeah. Um, all the way to the end when you get a look-alike – well, it is Henry Cavill, but you get a look-alike of what – of Argyle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what is that supposed to mean? I don't know, but he has a cool mullet. I'm sure they could spin <laughs> they could spin it into she was imagining that version of Argyle because it was someone she had in her past, and that's why she was imagining him. Oh. And he, there's actually a more complicated thing to that. Yeah. More twists. Did you ever think we'd see Henry Cavill with a curly mullet? No, I didn't. I didn't either, but I love it. I thought CGI mustache would be his rock bottom. <laughs> <laughs> well, CGI unmustached? Yes, correct. Yeah. Correct. Before you give your score, I just want to ask you, how pissed off do you think um, M. Night Shyamalan was watching this? So that's the thing. is is <laughs> it's, the most, it's the most ridiculous like M. Night Shyamalan SNL skit of a story I've ever mm-hmm. seen. Mm-hmm. And the just SNL. There is a SNL skit called uh, Dear. Oh, I fucked it up. It's the Ooh What You Say. Okay. Skit. Have you seen this? No. So the skit is basically it's just. Um, oh, this is so bad. The guy from Barry. Have you seen Barry HBO? No. Okay, I'm doing so many, so many researches here. So many. Bill Hader. Okay. And Andy Samberg. Okay. And they're like cops or something, or they're friends. I don't fucking remember, man. But they're sitting there, and it's just like, oh, very casual, and then one shoots the other. And then the song, like, ooh, what you say? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then it's like the cops show up, and then like the cop turns on each other, and he shoots each other, and it's like, ooh, what you say? <laughs> Does it like 12 times in three minutes. It's the most ridiculously hilarious skit ever. Um, and it's just like dramatic twist after dramatic Dear twist. Dear sister. Dear sister, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. That's what this movie reminded me of. Okay. Just ridiculously dramatic, unnecessary plot twist after plot twist after plot twist. And I fucking hated it. I really did. It was unnecessary. It was so convoluted. And I guess, like, the point of what they were trying to do is it's this ridiculous espionage, like, novel where it's this book and it's, oh, my God, there's so many. It's like mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. it's like the porn books that went, like, uh, like Fifty Shades of Grey. Mm. Yes. But for like women when in the end, like into espionage, mm-hmm. it was like that version of that book, and yeah. I guess they achieved their goal if they were trying to do that. But it makes a really shitty movie. I gave it a five out of twenty. <laughs> it's terrible. It's such a bad story. Five, five. It's a bad story. It's way too long. The pacing's terrible. It's just you could have removed three twists and made this so much more streamlined and enjoyable of a watch. This is gonna be my tomorrow war tie. This movie fucking stinks. This is going to be my tomorrow war. I have a feeling it is. Please explain to me how this Look, movie doesn't everyone stink. everyone likes a really bad movie. You, Everyone likes a really bad movie that has a $200 million budget. Yours is the tomorrow war. Mine might just be Argyle. <laughs> Look. <laughs> I'm curious what tomorrow war's budget was now. $200 million. I looked it up. Make sure before I made that statement. Oh, my God. These are the same movies. $200 million, box office, and 19.2. Well, that was COVID streaming, oh, that's too. Right, so. Yeah. Never mind. Not as much it. of an excuse. Yeah, I respect it. Everything you said is right. Twist after twist after twist. Um, some of them predictable. Some coming out of left field. A little convoluted. But I kind of liked it. No. I kind of like. If you're gonna be like, if you're gonna be like, hey, we're gonna be, we're gonna throw twists at the wall, 
then you better throw them at the wall. I would have felt shortchanged if we only got like two twists in this. But we got seven. <laughs> and each one was better than the last. <laughs> Whether it was ironically or unironically. And oh, I God. I don't know. Maybe I'm giving it the benefit of the doubt. But when I was watching this, I was like, man, this must have been so much fun to film. Like, and so much, like, I just imagine the writer room, like, cracking up at every twist. And maybe we're looking at it differently. Maybe you're viewing it as, like, they were trying to make this serious spy movie with all these twists. I thought it was fucking camp. That's what I thought about Argyle. <laughs> it was fucking camp. And they leaned into the campness. And I, I laughed at every twist, but in a good way. I don't think it was. I think you need to adjust your mindset. If you saw Polly Shore before seeing this movie, you yeah. would know that every twist you're taking on life is a is, is a angle of opportunity. If you had Polly Shore on the mind, then it, it does make more sense that why you were okay with this story. Um, the biggest twist of Polly Shore is when your dad said that's Polly Shore. I was half expecting to see DJ Polly D. That's that what Victoria was, said. She said it would have been better if it was Polly D. That's what I was expecting. Then I looked over, saw a frail white man, and I was like, yeah. "That's not DJ Polly D. That's not Polly Shore." No, I give this a thirteen out of twenty. Oh my god. It's not a good score even. It's not like it's that high and it's still so ridiculous. Twist after twist caught me off the edge of my seat. Again, some might predict. I literally, Brian Cranston being her dad. I was like, as soon as it happened, I was like, that's her dad. But then yeah. him not being her dad, I was like, oh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson was in there for like How many no twists? Reason. Can we count all the twists in this movie? So, first you get the, I think the first real twist is, so he's a spy and then she hears him in the shower. Mm-hmm. Talking, so I, oh, I gotta put a bullet in Ellie Conway's head. So that's twist number one. Twist, and then I guess um, she leaves from there, meets with her parents, right? So and so parents, so and so parents. So that's a twist because it's revealed that what's his name is her dad, correct? Which we find out later it's not really her dad, correct? Minutes later, we find out they're actually fake parents. So that next twist comes Another ninety twist. seconds later. Yeah, and then what do they do? They go. They're driving. They are driving. They get they go to, to Paris to France. Yeah, they meet up with Samuel L. Jackson. She finds out that. She's Agent R. Kelly, or Argyle, not R. Kelly. (laughs) Argyle. It's a way different movie if it's Agent R. Kelly. (laughs) Instead of a twist, it'd be a piss. Uh, So you find out that's her life, so that's a twist. Another twist. Um, Do you consider them being love interests a twist? I feel like that was kind of like given. I won't won't even consider that because I know I'm still going to fill up an entire hand worth of twists. So we go on. They continue their mission. They gotta. They gotta go. Is this when they go to like the Keeper of Secrets? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know if a twist really happens there. Well, the the fucking twist is she's like she's evil. the one who killed the the hacker guy. Yeah, twist because she was also working with the division, the Tw- bad guys. Exactly. That's the other twist. And then I guess she and then she goes and you think she's a bad guy again. So then she shoots the guy in the heart. Twist. But then she, and she did it on purpose. That's a twist. Does it on purpose? Twist. He's alive. Twist. <laughs> And then the other person's alive, twist. Cat's alive. How about that? And she, twist, she actually likes cats now. Yeah, twist, she hated cats. Twist, no, she doesn't. She likes cats. <laughs> this fucking movie. Oh, twist, um, their friend is alive. And they were the ones that wrote the, the hidden. Oh, I already counted that twist. We got 10 okay. twists. Okay. I just, if they would have played Henry in... Cavill at the end, is that a twist? 11 twists. <laughs> I'll allow it, because he's real. Yeah. Post credit scene. It's not Henry Cavill. Another twist. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I don't know. Like, I guess if you're viewing it from the point that the twists are the campiness of it, then okay. But I feel like I need more campiness out of the movie. Like, I feel like the dramatic moments they were trying to be 
not not a, I wouldn't say serious, but more of like an actual espionage type movie. And it wasn't like over the top, haha, we're going to make fun of ourselves. It was like, we're going to make fun of ourselves in this serious movie. Mm-hmm. And there's just a disconnect there for me. Like her having fucking panic attacks and shit. That's not in a campy movie. <sighs> I don't know. I, I love the twist. Unrelated. Um, I remember hearing about this. And I just read it on Wikipedia, so I want to bring it back up. That Matthew Vaughn said this is going to be part of a larger spy-themed universe with the universe being interconnected with his Kingsman franchise as well as a third unnamed franchise that has not come out yet. He's going to he's gonna backpedal that. He's trying to make this glass and, all, and split and all that. He's going to backpedal that. I don't know, man. This, if this taints anything to, like, of the Kingsman universe, I'll be disgusted. Don't let it touch that universe. Well, that's the twist is it's part of the Kingsman universe. I enjoyed it. I thought all the twists were great. I thought the only part of the plot, like obviously you kind of have to suspend disbelief a little bit. The only part of the plot that I thought was outrageous and like an absolute oversight was the fact that Samuel L. Jackson was a huge Lakers fan watching the Lakers game, had a bunch of Lakers memorabilia up in his little shack. Mm-hmm. And then had, and his, speaking of Shaq, had a Shaquille O'Neal Miami Heat jersey hanging mm-hmm. up. What? He also had a Bob Gibson jersey just chilling on one side. All right, well, baseball. But, yeah. like, obviously a Lakers fan. Mm-hmm. Why would you have a Shaq Heat jersey? Yeah. Like, if you're a big Shaq fan, fine. Maybe you you collect Shaq jerseys. I didn't see a Lakers Shaq jersey. And if even if you collect Shaq jerseys, the last one you're probably getting is the one of the team that you traded him to because him and Kobe didn't get along. And then he went and won another championship with the Miami Heat. Why would you get a Miami Heat Shaq jersey as a Lakers fan? And that's your only Shaq jersey hanging up. Mm. Absolutely bonkers so samuel jackson was born in washington dc i wonder if that room was just filled with actual samuel l jackson sports memorabilia if it does he makes no sense having a miami heat Shaq jersey if he's a lakers fan i don't know if he is but he was born in dc he could be an east coast guy i've seen a wizard jerseys in there is there a Shaq wizard jersey or is it only jordan i know Shaq no, has like a jersey for every play. color of the rainbow Shaq did not play on the wizards no okay uh there is a michael jordan wizards jersey yeah well i know that He's also watching a Lakers game. I was trying to like discern what Lakers game it was, but it was hard to kind of. Mm-hmm. If I was able to like pause it, I could probably find exactly when it was. But all we re- all we really saw was LeBron. Yeah. Which how does that work? If you're like in France, you have to buy it from well I time mean, zones. <laughs> it was daytime. They weren't playing a game. I I mostly meant the media side of it. Like does does Argyle have to go pay the NBA for that? Oh, I don't know. Turner, do you think the head of the CIA who's retired? Um, is paying for like a streaming service, or do you think he just he's like, hacking? Hacked? Yeah, he just hacked. he's hacking. It's illegal. That was a pirated version of a Laker game. Yeah, I'm sure all the top ranking officials in the U.S. government have some sort of backdoor key to everything. Yeah, they could they could join this podcast right now if they wanted to somehow, some way. Dude, that'd be so sick. <laughs> if Agent Archile hacked into our thing. No, if you just had access to every like sports stream. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't even care about that, but if I could just be like, I want to watch the Saints game and throw on the Saints game. Well, you you theoretically could with oh my God, the right costs, amount of money. It costs so much money. It's ridiculous. <laughs> or the right set of websites. Well, yeah, I have those. <laughs> this jumps right into my key elements. You're going to hate it. Yeah. You didn't love the campiness of it. I loved the campiness of it. I viewed it as a nod to espionage movies with twist after twist. Kind of gave me Cars 2 vibes. And Cars 2 is criminally oh, underrated. God. Criminally underrated. Is You're- that what it is? You just hate really <laughs> shitty spy thrillers? I love spy kids. I don't know if those are considered shitty, but I, I love them. I don't know. I've never seen it. I don't know. I don't really like Mission Impossible that much. 
That's why. That's exactly why I said shitty mm. spy thrillers. You don't mm. like good ones. You only like shitty. Yeah, ones. this this is my my bad action. My dad action. I mean, not bad action. I never say that. Maybe maybe I like bad spy thrillers. I give this a fifteen out of twenty. Oh kilometers. my god. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm a few points higher than I was for story. I think the twists are ridiculous, but it did seem like that was kind of what they were shooting for. Like I said, just like a, I guess campy is the best word to use for it. Yep. But like a novel where it's just twist after twist every fucking chapter. Love it. And so I feel like they achieved that. The fight choreography looked terrible. Brother. It, that scene where she's freaking ice skating on oil. so fucking rubbery and she's doing and freaking uh, period with a fucking gun. I don't even know if it's period. I was just trying to sound smart. When she's spinning in circles with the gun, lighting everyone up, even though they just said that the gun would blow yeah. everything up. Yeah, they did. Great. They said, don't make a spark. And she was like, what if I unload this whole fucking clip right now? <laughs> fucking awesome. I hated it. I audibly said, wow, that's awesome. Okay. Also, I just remembered something. Uh, before you give your score, this is a safe space. I have to admit something. Okay. Please do. In the theater, it was me, Riley, and one older gentleman, probably in his 60s, okay, who audibly clapped every single time there was a twist and no. cheered it on and was having the time of his life. No. So we might have another Stuber no. on our hands. <laughs> He's the reason for this. He's he was, the reason for my pain tonight. He was having so much fun, and so was I. A fucking old man. <laughs> I love it. Oh I want to be in God. my 60s going to a movie by myself, audibly cheering and clapping. Like it's he's watching his favorite baseball yeah. team. Yeah. He was having just as good of a time as Samuel L. Jackson watching the Lakers in this movie. Yes. When he... When the guy revealed to be alive or some, I, there was some twist where she was like alive again. He literally was like, whoa, <laughs> it oh, was great. No. It was great. It makes it better. I give it an eight out of 20 for key elements. It's, it's campy. It's ridiculous, but it's not good. It's not a fun espionage. It's not that funny. I've seen this type of movie made so much better by the same director. I've actually never seen the Kingsman. I've seen one and two. I haven't seen the third one. First one's fucking fantastic, though. The first one is fun, campy espionage. Doesn't take itself too seriously, but it's still, like, a really good espionage movie with, like, fight scenes and shit. Okay. This isn't. This isn't that. Would would I like it? Or is it too good for my liking? I think you would still like it. Okay. It's an awesome one-shot. One of my favorite one-shots of all time in that movie. But not the John Wick 4 one-shot. I said one. I said one of. Okay. You'll know it when you get to it. It's fucking electric. Great music. Great action. Will I actually watch this movie? Please do. I mean, I still have to watch the third Planet of the Apes. <laughs> okay. You got time. It's, it's been like a month-long thing. Yeah, you got time. I'm going to be in Europe when that movie comes out. Oh. Go see the apes in Europe. Cinematography, Jay. What would you think about how this movie looked? I thought the, the scene of them skating on the ice, lighting everyone up, ridiculous. was great. I thought it was cool. Hand-to-hand combat was whatever. I'm be honest, didn't really like draw my interest. Um, I thought that he Matthew Vaughn tried to do some creative stuff. Yeah, Argyle talking, and then at, like the very beginning, uh, you know, it's his lips, and then it transitions to hers lips as she's reading the book to the the group. Yeah. Also, I had a very early counter in this movie um, that quickly went by the wayside because in the first I don't know five minutes of screen time, uh, Bryce Dallas Howard bit her lip twice like in an acting oh. way like to convey emotion yeah and i was like is that gonna be her thing this whole movie like anytime she has to act she's gonna just freaking bite her lip mm-hmm. and do one of the kind of things <laughs> didn't re- didn't realize any of the other ones throughout the rest of the movie okay so lost lost count 
Um, but there was a few other, like when they're cutting back and forth from like Henry Cavill and then um, what's the guy's name? Sam Rockwell. Mm-hmm. They're cutting back and forth. Um, they tried to be fun with it. They tried to be cool with it. And you know what? I was going to reduce my score, but I'm not going to. I'm not going to let your bowling of saying the scene was rubbery because I quite enjoyed it. I gave it a 14 out of 20. <laughs> no, you didn't. I quite enjoyed it. Sue me. I also liked the soundtrack. The <laughs> Beatles song? The Beatles song that just came out like two months ago and they said this was their song was pretty funny. I think that was also like an ironic ha-ha, unserious on purpose. I, I actually hated the soundtrack on this. It felt like they wanted more popular good songs. Well, you're a Beatles hater for no reason. 100%. I didn't know there was a Beatles song in this. So that Beatles right song that the guy says is their song? Yeah. That was like re... So Peter Jackson did that documentary like a year ago with the Beatles Mm. and in doing that documentary and getting the new footage because he had a bunch of old footage from like when they were practicing for some set or whatever. Okay. um, They developed some sort of technology because for the long time the Beatles had this uh, clip of John Lennon singing but they couldn't quite like decipher the lyrics from his piano or whatever. Peter Jackson literally developed that technology while making that documentary was able to separate the vocals and the remaining members of the Beatles – made a song out of it and it just came out like three months ago that was their song in the movie mm. which is funny because they've been dating for a long time and it's like this is our song yeah. and the movie ju- the song just came out she had dementia for five years i thought that was funny because it's like more campy like haha okay I'll allow. when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I'll allow that. I was unaware, but unless it was, if it wasn't, see, this is one of those movies where if we ever get the chance to interview Mr. The director, mm-hmm. Mr. Matthew Vaughn, and he's like, no, this was all serious, mate. I might change how I look in it. He's Australian? Why do you call me British. mate? I think he's British. Yeah, he's British. Okay. He's from Paddington. <laughs> Another reason to love him. <laughs> Wait. Yo. Is Paddington the movie? Is that the name of the bear or the city? So it is a place in London, like a, uh, I don't know what they call him. A borough. I don't know what they call okay. them in London. Yeah. And it's Paddington Station is like the train station. That's where they find the bear. That's why they name him Paddington. Oh, he's named after the location. Yes. Okay. Correct. Um, so, look. I think the switching back and forth between Argyle and Sam Rockwell. Pretty cool. Worthy of a 14? Pretty cool. I think the, like, when they're escaping the, the I can't forget what they call the evil organization. When they go with all the smoke. It's all the different colored smokes. And that fight scene where they're mm-hmm. that was sick. smoke and shit. That was cool. Sick. I enjoyed that. 14. I really Confirmed. did enjoy that. Um, I like what they are trying to do with the ice skating scene. Sick. All the CGI. Sick. Looked fucking terrible. Don't be a hater. And for a $200 million budget movie, I in their defense, not 10 minutes into this movie, we see exactly what it's going to look like. 
when um, Henry Cavill drives the car on top of the city in Greece, mm-hmm. and it just gets beat to shit, and it looks worse than any Fast and the Furious CGI has ever looked. Mm-hmm. They tell you right away, we did not try on visual effects. I thought they did. You're just lying. You're just lying. I didn't notice any bad visual effects. No, my God. Everything looks so bad. So many of the fight scenes on was purpose. just 3D models flying this through the air. This movie looked bad on purpose. No, it didn't. What a ridiculous... You can't just say a bad movie was being bad on purpose and give it points. Look, in the beginning when it was the spy stuff with Henry Cavill and it was all campy with Dua Lipa, I was shitting on it. I was like, Riley, what is this? Like, why are they talking like this? Why? And then I realized it's part of her book. It's supposed to be a campy spy. And then the whole rest of the movie leaned into that. Wonderfully done. I did give it a 9 out of 20 for cinematography. I think what they were trying to do could have looked cool. I think the actual, um, I, I don't know, the actual way it looked, I can't think of the fucking word right now, did not look well. The final product was lacking. But I do, I, like, again, I think that fucking scene with all the smoke and shit and them dancing and, and fighting, like, ridiculous, sure, but fun. I think him jumping out of the floor and shooting people that was in every trailer, ridiculous, but fun. <laughs> How about Dua Lipa? We we had a movie recently where we talked about the um, percentage of in the trailer versus in the film. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess if we're another thing for off the podcast, I guess I'll spoil it here. If we're doing like a Zendaya award for that, Zendaya from Dune One, yeah, she's in the running because oh yeah, ninety percent of her screen time was in the trailer. Mm-hmm. I forgot what movie we were talking about recently where it was that as well, but it was another like. We're barely in the movie compared to the trailer, but um, I can tell you right now, Jay. No, I can't. Yeah, I don't know what it was. Really, don't know what it was. That's really gonna piss me off, dude. It was somewhat recently. Mean Girls. Is it Mean Girls? But who was in the trailer a lot? Yeah, that wasn't, wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't mean in girls. the movie. Iron Claw. Wonka. Feels like it was Wonka. But who would that have been? Because the the Oompa Loompa was actually in the movie, actually a decent amount. Fuck. Hunger Games. I don't know. <laughs> it's gonna piss me <laughs> off. I, I don't know. I okay. don't know. Whatever. Yeah, I, 9 out of 20, though. I I liked what they were trying to do. There was some cool shit, but all the visual effects, $200 million budget, make it look better. I thought it looked quite fine. No, it Personally. Didn't. You're a liar. I thought it looked actually really good. How about that? You're lying, and you're testing the sanctity of this podcast and our scale. So when you write a bad movie really high, it's per- I'm the wrong one, right? I'm the one that has- History stands with me on Tomorrow War. People love that movie. You're- No! It doesn't really- Is it really reviewed well? If it is, then I- I retire if it has good reviews. It's got a bad critic score. 52. 76. 76. People like that movie. What's Argyle? It's, it's close. <laughs> Thank 71. you. Thank you. But it's got a worse critic score. Well, the critics are snobs. We don't like the critics anyways. Dare I forget Law Abiding Citizen? May I bring that up into this conversation? Speaking of, I might have found our new uh, Law Abiding Citizen. I'll uh, share that with you at the end of the podcast. Something for you to get excited about. Um, I can't wait for that. It's, it seems special. I got it recommended to me. Josh Paredes, if you're listening, you know exactly what movie I'm talking about because it was during our NBA meeting. Characters. Mm. This is the reason the movie looks so bad. The characters? The characters are. Because they paid everyone Mm. so much money to be in this. Mm. Speaking of characters, Riley was upset John Cena and Henry Cavill Cavill didn't kiss at the end because the two people were kissing. I'm going to tell you what. That would have leaned into the campiness. No, I'm going to tell you what. (laughs) If they do that, my score jumps 35 points because I'm like, oh, they're just... They're just uh, having fun. Having a hoot and holler. Yeah, this is just a stupid movie. I get it now. Maybe they pitched it, and maybe they didn't want to do it. No, I think John Cena would kiss a guy. I think Henry Cavill would also kiss a guy. John Cena kissing Henry Cavill. Most masculine kiss of all time? Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe like Sylvester Stallone and Arnold Schwarzenegger in their primes would yeah. beat it. But like current day, I mean, yeah, there's guys buffer than Henry Cavill, but 
I don't know, man. It'd have to be like The Rock and John Cena at that rate, and yeah. then we're just getting WWE. Yeah. So I don't know. <laughs> be very masculine. I thought the acting in this movie was fine. Um, why are you laughing? <laughs> Continue. I wouldn't say it was good. Okay. Um, I wish Bryce Dallas Howard had a little bit more of like a transition. It was very abrupt going from, oh, I'm skittish and scared to like, I'm a badass. Yeah. Which I get, if, I don't know, if you're being manipulated and mind washed and maybe the switch does happen that quick. Not everything could be a poor things. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. maybe that's what I was holding against it. But I didn't totally love her in the lead. She was fine. Okay. I don't know who I would have preferred. I feel like if this movie was made uh, 10 years ago, maybe they get the Gwyneth Paltrow to be in this. Feels like a oh. Gwyneth Paltrow movie. I don't know. I don't know. She's a little weird. Exactly. This movie's weird, baby. <laughs> Sam Rockwell, that casting felt like if this movie was 10 years ago, it would have been freaking, oh my God, this is going to bother me. I had him right in the right in the, my wickets. Woody Harrelson. This movie was 10, oh, 15 okay. years ago. Yeah. I feel which, like, I've, just in general, I feel like Sam Rockwell's like a younger Woody Harrelson. Only seven years younger. Oh. <laughs> so He wears it well. <laughs> So, yeah. Woody Harrelson does not. You can um, tell he's done a lot more drugs than uh, Mr. Rockwell. Well, <laughs> when Mr. Rockwell comes on the screen, I thought it was Woody Harrelson at first. I didn't know the cast. Oh, the makeup? Yeah, and the beard and everything. I was yeah. like, is that Woody Harrelson? Is that a guy trying to be Woody Harrelson? That's just Sam Rockwell. It was, it was almost my Jason Schwartzman moment yeah. from the Hunger Games prequel. <laughs> um, he was fine. Brian Cranston, he's out for paychecks at this point. Everyone was fine. John Cena was great. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was great. I can't disagree there. I gave it a 9 out of 20. I wasn't necessarily disgraced by anyone's performance, but I'm not going to remember any of these performances. I'm just going to remember who they might have wanted to cast if this movie was made 10 years ago. Okay. Just going through the list, we have Henry Cavill as top build on like everything as Argyle, despite not being the main one or two in this movie. That's why they're making a franchise, baby. Uh, Bryce Dallas Howard, Sam Rockwell, Brian Cranston, Dua Lipa, Ariana DeBose, Richard Grant, John Cena. Who's Richard Grant play? Director Fowler. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Very brief. Yeah, yeah. And look, man. You love an ensemble cast. I do love an ensemble <laughs> cast. Speaking of, casting now an Oscar category. AI is coming for our jobs. That is was it? on our last two. You didn't see Riley's text? No, I didn't. 2025 or 2026. Best casting. I think that was the one I gave the worst grade to. Yeah. Best casting will be an Oscar. That should be the Tyler Wooten Best Casting Award. It should. Yeah, they should name it after mm-hmm. me. I love an ensemble cast. That's why I'm so disappointed with this movie. Okay. It had stars left and right. I'm going to tell you what. What else also pissed me off? Every fucking trailer was, it's time for you to meet the real Agent Argyle. Mm-hmm. I was really hoping for just like a another A-lister Brad Pitt, <laughs> 10 seconds on screen and he dies. Deadpool 2? Yes. Okay. 100%. And they just, they just cucked me. <laughs> I got nothing. We just got, no, it's still Bryce Dallas Howard in her best. It reminded me of Mean Girls, where, like, she's believable as the author. She was not believable as the the badass agent. Mm, gotcha. Whereas Mean Girls, the lead was good as a nerd, but not good as a, Correct. As a quote-unquote mean girl. Correct. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Reminded me of that a lot. Sam Rockwell is, uh, I think, underappreciated in most things. I enjoy him in a lot of shit. He's very funny. He's the best part of Iron Man 2, probably. Okay. Um, Be honest, I don't remember much about Iron Man 2. He plays, uh, it's Justin Hammer. He plays like the okay, knockoff yeah, yeah. Iron Man. It was also in Iron Man 3, no? Nope. Nope. Different guy. Who's the freaking fire guy in Iron Man 3? Not Rock Rockwell. It's, um, I don't know his name, but. I thought that was Justin Hammer. 
Well, I'm just stupid. Yeah, you're all fucked up. Um, I kind of hated Bryce Dallas Howard throughout this whole movie. Is that a little Jurassic World bias coming in? No, I, I think she's fine in Jurassic World. Just announced a new movie coming out, by the way. Did they? Mm-hmm. 2025. Okay. <laughs> Brian Cranston, I love. He was here for a paycheck. Henry Cavill, I love. He was here for a paycheck. Dua John- Lipa, fantastic in this movie. You Dua Lipa fan? I'm just saying she was fantastic in <laughs> this just, movie. I'm just asking you Dua Lipa fan. I'm just saying she was fantastic in this movie particularly. <laughs> I'll be honest. Not a big Dua Lipa fan. No. No, like, I, you know, like Dua Lipa's a lot of people's uh, Brie Larson. Mm-hmm. Don't totally see it. Okay. Maybe John Cena was fantastic. I'm, I'm withholding all opinions on him. Yeah, John, you, so you ran down the list of why people are in this. Samuel L. Jackson. Mm-hmm. Payday. Yeah. John, John Cena was under the impression that this was going to be a better film, and he's disappointed, and he did everything he could to hold it up. I was going to say he's in this because it seems like he's literally in every single movie that comes out now, and he just can't say no. I think John Cena overworks himself. Weren't John Cena and Dua Lipa both like mermaid partners in Barbie? Yes. And then they just go and mm-hmm. film a really shitty spy thriller together for one not, day. Not I think they probably... Really shitty. I think it was like one day of, of recording for Barbie, one day of recording for Argyle. <laughs> That's all they could have had to have done for these two. John Cena's just in everything. Literally... How many movies do you think he was in last year? Three. Six. Six? Six movies. Freelance. Never even heard of it. Vacation Friends 2. Mutant Mayhem. Hidden Strike. Never heard of it. Barbie. Fast X. This year, right now, all he has announced is Argyle, which is out, and Ricky Stanicki, which... What is that? You haven't seen the Ricky Stanicki trailer? No. Oh, we're watching after the podcast. It's Prime Video, March 7th. Oh, I can't fucking wait for that. I think we actually had a time uh, open slot in our schedule. I mean, he, in the cover, he looks like Britney Spears. He, he's got on like a blonde wig with pigtails and a schoolgirl outfit and high, high leggings. The TLDR is Zac Efron and his buddies have a fake friend named Ricky Snicky, where every time they want to get out of something, they say, oh, Ricky's sick, or they, oh, they're going to go visit Ricky, and then they just take a guy's trip or whatever it is. And then uh, they want to meet Ricky Snicky for some reason. Like the lie gets out of control, so they hire John Cena to play the fictional Ricky Snicky. Oh, this is going to be fun. This <laughs> so, is going to be a fun movie. Straight to streaming. It's either going to be really fun and really good or like dog abhorrently shit. Dog ha- shit. Yeah. horrendous. It also has Andrew Santino. That yeah. guy's fucking funny. What'd you give your characters, by the way? Uh, five out of 20. Everyone, <laughs> everyone's bad. I like, uh, like I said, I like Sam Rockwell's performance. Outside of that, there's just so many big names. Um, all jokes aside, Dua Lipa's not great in this. She just shows up for a couple of seconds. John Cena does nothing. Henry Cavill's the most... Just he has some Greek coffee. He does have Greek co- mm-hmm. coffee. Yeah, uh, Henry Cavill's useless. You didn't need Henry Cavill in this, especially if you're just going to replace him in the sequel that you're never going to be allowed <laughs> to make because you're going to put Apple out of fucking business. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just what were they doing with this movie? Being camp and having fun. Oh, no, it's so bad. It's such bad they acting. Cast Henry Cavill because he's like the perfect James Bond, but he's never been James Bond. I read something about that. That's why he cast him. Something about James Bond. <laughs> it would be a great hit, uh, James Bond. Why hasn't he been? He's British. Daniel Craig's been doing it for a while. But Daniel Craig's done, isn't he? Yeah, but now Henry Cavill's probably too old. Probably mm. wants someone younger. Tom Holland? Might go see Tom Holland God. on a, in a play. He would be such a bad James Bond. Yeah, Tom Holland. might. We might need a Tom Holland conversation. Yeah. But we'll wait till his next movie comes out for yeah. that. We'll hold off thoughts. <laughs> um, yeah, I gave it a nine. I mean, I'm not that much higher than you, but uh, maybe it's the John Cena bump. Who knows? Yeah. Enjoyment. I had fun with this movie. <laughs> yeah, you did. And I'm not going to say that I may have given it one score higher. That way it would finish with a certain score. I'm not going to say that. Were you just trying to intentionally give it a better score than Tomorrow War? 
I'll just tell you this, Ty. I had fun with this, and I compared it to a movie like The Holdovers, and I said, I had a little bit more fun with Argyle. Oh, God. I had about just as much fun with Argyle as I had with Mean Girls the Musical the movie. And that is as much fun of a 14 out of 20. Giving me, I'll tell you now, a final score. 65 out of 100 within the lines. I would give it a fresh score on Rotten oh, Tomatoes. Oh, disgusting. I hate that. There it is, baby. Um, Again, I thought some of what they were trying to do was cool. I got the premise. I did not have a fun time with this movie, though. It's not the worst thing ever. Like, there is some good to take out of it. I'm at a 7 out of 20 for enjoyment. You enjoyed it half as much as I did? Yeah, I think so. I think I got about half as half of much of the happiness yeah. that you did while watching this film. I someone becomes a movie a Cinemark Movie Club member and he just looks down upon those who enjoy just fun, campy films that don't make you think too much but still blow your brains away. Jay, let me tell you as a Cinemark Movie Club member, mm-hmm. I look forward to these stupid kind of movies because I'm like this is so much cheaper to go watch and enjoy than it used to be. <laughs> and even then it was waste. I just go on Tuesdays. I was feeling good on Tuesday. Maybe it's my fault. I was just feeling good. Just met Pauly Shore. Yeah, Didn't even did. know who he was before that. No. I was feeling such a good mood. I got a medium Sprite when we went. I never do that. What do you usually get? Nothing. I sneak oh, water right. in. You sneak water in and forget your water bottle. And that's why I... Did I ever tell you about that? How I forgot my water yeah, bottle? Yeah, you and told then the I went back to get it. Mm-hmm. And I made two jokes and they didn't hear me the first time. So then I repeated the joke. Oh. I don't I, think you mentioned that I left that part. that part out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I said... <laughs> did the joke play the second time? Well, no. kind of. No, I bet it didn't. <laughs> I bet it was a bomb followed up by another bomb with the same joke. <laughs> I just joke. said, that's what I get for sneaking my water in, and no one said anything. Were you expecting like a funny bass line in the background after you said that? <laughs> boom, boom, boom. <laughs> and then I, in my head, I was like, mm, they must not have heard me. They come back. That's what I get for leaving my water in the theater. <laughs> and then, ha, ha, ha. And I just You know left. what's even worse about that mild reaction? They definitely heard you the first time. <laughs> like, I don't want to fucking deal with this guy. And then they came back and like, he's still going. And I'm the one that's getting embarrassed for your dad talking to Polly Shore. Yeah. Maybe I should look yeah. in the mirror a little bit. No shit. <laughs> you gave it a 65. My final score ended up being a 34. That's out of 100. You're being... I'm not. You take a film class? You take a film class I since did. we last met? You enrolled? I took one in high school. So, <laughs> Video, <productions>. Video productions. <laughs> we watched Signs or Circles. What the fuck's that Signs. one movie? No, you got it right. Signs. Uh, giving us combined score of 49.5 out of 100, making Argyle the 181st ranked movie out of Too 215 low. films we have reviewed. Too low. It is with the likes of, let me scroll all the way down here, Renfield. Don't worry, darling. Super Intelligence. <laughs> I like that those are close. What did the Tomorrow War get? Uh, much higher. A 53. 53? That's because yeah. you overrated that movie. I didn't. I properly rated that movie. I've watched it multiple times since then. It holds It holds well. That's the thing. Tomorrow War, you got a decent little cast, too, and they're all good. Mm. I tried sorting our sheet, but it didn't let me because it's... What oh, are you trying to sort by? I already did it, I think. At least I did it on my screen. It's our second biggest disagreement ever, by the way. Um. Yeah, right behind Tomorrow War or Hoopy Halloween? Behind oh. Tomorrow War, right ahead of Hoopy Halloween. That's wonderful. The Northman? That movie, I genuinely, like, when I look back on The Northman as a movie, mm-hmm. that's my ayahuasca moment. <laughs> Explain. I told you I was really sleepy watching this movie, and there was just trippy visuals, and I just fell into, like, this hallucinogenic <laughs> state where I think my body just kind of, like, glitched out and was just dumping fucking, what's that? Dopamine? Dopamine. <laughs> it was wild. You proclaimed that was going to win an Oscar. I or did. Or get nominated. I did. It, which it did not. It should have. 
Uh, the Gray Man, which surprisingly I rate low, considering I said I, you think I like bad spy movies. Mm-hmm. You think Gray Man's too good for me? I don't know what happened there. That movie falls. <laughs> that movie's just in the gray area. All right. So before I bring back random AI synopsis, Ty, because you're going to answer the question if AI's coming for your job specifically because you mm-hmm. write synopsises. I do, yeah. I want to tell you about our new law-abiding citizen. Please. This movie was put on me. NBA meeting. Josh says, underrated movie to recommend. He goes first. Forgot what he said. Sorry, Josh. Or maybe he didn't go first. <laughs> forgot. I'll just to- forgot the whole situation. Okay. Yeah. I go. I say the, the answer is always law-abiding citizen. Yeah, that's but the correct answer. since I'll give another an- another movie, I said Rat Race because I think that movie is not great, but it's just dumb fun. Yeah. Um, Mr. Bean's in it. Love him. Little cock doggies. Um, <laughs> that's a line from the movie. Yeah. Anthony, new coworker, goes, and he says one movie that I've heard of that's like wasn't really underrated. I was like, whatever. Not really underrated, Anthony. But then he says this other movie called Machine Gun Preacher. Hold on. Don't look, don't, don't, look Velocip- don't look it up. Are we getting a Velocipaster? We're getting another Gerard Butler. No. This is a Gerard Butler 2011. Please don't look it up. Jay, I want to click on it so badly. It's just sitting there staring me in the face. You have a second because I want to read you something. I want to read you two things. First, Law Abiding Citizen, as we know, greatest dad action movie of all time. Has a 26% Easily. on Rotten Tomatoes. Correct. Machine Gun Preacher, 29. Okay. Audience score, 75 for Law Abiding Citizen. Yep. Slightly lower for Machine Gun Preacher. Um... Let me read you a synopsis for Machine Gun Preacher. I can't wait for this. I have no idea if this movie's any good, but let me read you a synopsis. Sam Childers is a former... Oh, that's such a cool name. (laughs) Sam Childers, or Childers, I don't know how to pronounce it. Oh, it's going to be so much less cool if you fuck that up. (laughs) Is a former drug-dealing biker tough guy who found God (laughs) and became a crusader for hundreds of Sudanese children who have been forced to become soldiers. I don't even know where that is. Sudan. Okay. Sudan- Sudanese. I don't know how to pronounce that. So we got a former drug dealing biker, found yeah. God. Now he's a crusader for hundreds of Sudanese children who have become forced to become soldiers, Ty. Oh, my God. It's, it, it sounds like everything we'd ever want in a film. You think Mark Wahlberg was trying to get that role? Like he's a big piece of shit came to God kind of character <laughs> actor. Probably. Probably. So the more movie info, Ron Tomatoes, he's a former biker, decides to go to East Africa to help repair homes destroyed by their civil war. Transformed by the horrors he sees, Sam ignores the warnings of more experienced aid workers and breaks ground for an orphanage in the heart of a territory controlled by a brutal renegade militia. <laughs> Jay, this sounds like so much fun. <laughs> but establishing a shelter is not enough. Determined to save as many kids as possible, Sam leads armed missions into enemy territory to rescue kidnapped children. This sounds like so much fun. I really hope there's a scene of him like carving crosses into all of his bullets. <laughs> Just shooting the Lord all over that fucking city. Machine Gun Preacher. What kind of title is that? How do we not know about this Gerard Butler banger? I'm looking it up. I got to see this. Oh, you're, yeah. Go for it now. It's got Michael Shannon. Michael Shannon plays such a good villain. I hope he's the villain in it. Oh. <sighs> So funny, dude. I When he was saying, like, when he was describing the movie, my <laughs> eyes just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And Josh Lee goes, that sounds like a movie you'd like, Jason. Have you seen the poster? Uh, no. Look at the poster. It's fucking, it's Machine Gun Preacher himself, Gerard Butler, standing there with a small African child hiding behind him. And a machine gun in the other arm. It's incredible. That picture reminds me of, oh, what is it, Get Him to the Greek, where he he makes the song, like, uh, African Child in Me or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just completely panned and everyone hates it. Yeah. That's what that poster reminds me of. And I, 
I genuinely can't wait to watch this movie. Please tell me it's streaming. Even somewhere. more of a plot twist. This is based off a book. This was a real thing. Sh- Sam Childers Childers is a real person and wrote a book called Another Man's War. God damn it. It's definitely Sam Childers. Oh, man, this sounds great. This sounds like a kind oh. of movie we need to sit down with Riley's dad and watch because he loves these kind of films. This looks like so much. It only made $3.3 million at the box office. That's that's a catastrophe. Yeah, but that makes me think it's even better. It says Amazon Prime Video. It just says subscription. Yeah, yeah, I think it's streaming on there. So, I know what I'm doing this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> this is... Watch well, it just be terrible. I mean, Plane, we were excited for it. It wasn't that good. Yeah, Plane stuck. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be good, though. I got faith in this one. Just Gerard Butler playing a family man who's trying to take it to the system. I don't know. I... Gerard Butler better get like a Lifetime Achievement Award at the Oscars eventually. He should. I feel like, and Liam Neeson's gotten this, like, he's gotten kind of the, because from Taken, you know what I mean? Yeah. The dad action buzz. Gerard Butler, I think I love Gerard Butler. Like, just on a personal human level. Not as an actor, as a human. Yeah. Just, he's so convincing. If we ever get to a point where this podcast is big enough and we're, like, interviewing, like, movie stars. Gerard Butler's in my top five. He's our white whale, right? Uh, John Cena, probably. Well, yeah, yeah But he's more media available. But, John, yeah, that's why I'm like, John Cena's more like a common, like, fucking people... Like, Gerard Butler feels like R. Like, no one else will be that excited for it, but we would be. There's a few. Gerard a Butler, stack. a debate with Armin White. Oh, yeah, that would be fun. That'd be Ken- a good time. Kenneth Branagh, but only if he has his mustache on. Oh, my God. There's a few. What a great call. <laughs> Gerard Butler has this movie. I don't remember what it's called. I've talked about it on the podcast before. He's like an ex-soccer player who is, like, coaching, playing for keeps. 5% on Rotten Tomatoes, mm-hmm. 41 audience score. I cried my eyes out. Top five movie I've ever cried in my life watching this film. There's just something about him. He delivers a charming, believable performance every time. I think he's just the best because he's for moms and dads alike. <laughs> he's got movies that dads are going to sit down and watch and be like, I fucking love Gerard Butler. And then he has fucking P.S. I Love You or The Ugly Truth where moms are going to sit down and be like, I fucking love Gerard Butler. I can't disagree with you. The Bounty Hunter. I can't. Do- plane. Funny enough, plane was actually received very well. Seventy-eight percent, ninety-four audience. Well, that's the issue. Is if like the general consensus among critics is like, "Hey, Gerard Butler nailed this." They don't know what the fuck they're talking about. He's also in movie forty-three, isn't he? Is that the the scene, the movie you always talk about, where he has the balls on his chin? Is yeah. it Gerard Butler? No, it's um, um it's it's Wolverine. Um, oh yes, the fuck's his name? I can't. I, whatever. Yeah. There's also the Bounty Hunter. That's a decent movie. Yeah, I just said that. Twelve percent. Oh, did you? I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm obviously not listening. I'm too busy thinking about Gerard Butler. And then you just casually in How to Train Your Dragon. Even P.S. I Love You has a bad score, critics-wise. You're totally right about this. If Gerard Butler has a bad, The Phantom of the Opera. I feel like he's known for that. 300, only 61%, which is very high for him, but the movie rocks. Gerard Butler's on my list, short list, coming out now, of I'm going to see whatever he's in like right away. He's up there with Christopher. Christopher Nolan and Gerard Butler ever collaborate? You bet your ass I'm, I'm first ticket available. Oh, baby. <laughs> Imagine those practical effects with Gerard Butler leading the way. Oh, that'd be so sick. <laughs> I love this. Random AI-generated synopsis ties. AI coming for your job. <clears throat> well, oh, no. I always get put on the spot. Okay. You put yourself on the spot. Okay, drugs are bad, okay. Oh. Well, okay. So there's this movie called... Like Mr. Mackey going through puberty. Movie name. Okay. And it's about these two kids. Okay. And they uh they become really good friends and stuff, okay? 
I'm going to be, I'm so sorry. I haven't been listening. I'm so fucking caught off guard by your terrible Mr. Mackey. Two kids, they become, well, okay. So there's this movie called Movie Name, okay. And it's about these two kids, okay. They, uh, they become really good friends and stuff, okay. Okay. And they find this magical place together, okay. Okay. But, uh, things get a little complicated, okay. Oh, and there's, God. uh, emotional stuff going on, oh, okay. Oh, God. I hate yeah, this movie. Yeah, okay. It's like a journey of friendship and, uh, imagination and stuff, okay. 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 <laughs> this movie, speaking of top five cries of your life. <laughs> I know I've brought this movie Forgot up. About this. I know I've brought this movie up on the podcast. It's Bridge to Terabithia. Okay. You are correct. <laughs> this movie's bad. Okay. It's going to make you cry. Okay. You give me shit. I don't think your Mr. Mackey's that much better. <laughs> Why does it sound like I'm going through puberty? <laughs> I think any impression I do sounds like I'm going through puberty. Yeah, that's that's uh, Bridge to Terabithia is the first time I cried. Ever in your life. To this extent, yes. <laughs> Josh Hutcherson just being heartbroken over I his friend he's dying. In that, yeah. And then just punching the shit out of the kid at school because he's making fun of him. And he's all emotional and he doesn't know how to handle his feelings. Fucks me up, Jay. I don't remember really any of like the main plot outside of that. All I remember is watching it through wet eyes. I do remember it being a thing when we were in elementary school that you cried at this. Yeah, 100%. Like, it changed you. Yeah, this movie, this movie really you know fucked what? me up. You know what? You were taller than everyone up until about the fifth grade when you saw this film. This is what stinks. It stunned your growth. Yeah. You had too much, you know, you lost a lot of your... Uh, <laughs> Your what is what do guys have? Testosterone. You oh, lost a lot okay. of your testosterone through the tears. I think maybe it was like this was a fun like adventure with kids. Mm-hmm. This is adult shit dying. I'm just gonna stay small. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair. I think that might be what's going on. Yeah. Stunning your growth, Ty. Yeah. You know it's a blame. Yeah, back in two thousand seven. <laughs> fucked me up. You were pretty tall back then. I was. I was fucking uh, what, tragic. what are we reviewing next week? Next week, Jay, we are reviewing the, uh, I don't know. Oh, Valentine's Day, baby. It is Valentine's Day. And what better to take your your crush, your fiance, your wife. Maybe a good friend if you don't have any of those. You maybe know? a good friend on a Valentine's Day date. Maybe a dog driving? To watch a really, really, really shitty movie. The movie's not out yet. You can't it's say that. It's gonna be. The entire press tour has been about how bad this movie is without saying it. Mm. It's Madam Web. Yeah. This movie's gonna be terrible. And I'm really looking forward to it. I will be I will be fair, but I will be shocked. Of course, I, we're always fair. If I come away liking this movie. This could be a shocker. Like, we're expecting so bad that we might end up like loving this in comparison. It's possible. Like, I'm not... I don't think it's going to happen, but I'm just saying, like, I'm not ruling that out because if I rule that out completely, that means we're going into it unfair. That's fair. I'll rule out it being 100. I'll rule that out, but I'm I'm not going to rule out that it gets a fresh score from us just because if I say that, then yeah. Dakota Johnson, her entire promo has been about how they need to take risks and make movies, like, actually good, and she's just been saying the entire time, like, hey, I made this movie. It fucking sucks, mm-hmm. but I'm not allowed to legally say that until after it comes out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My, I'm excited. My real question is if if like this movie makes any money. Is it going to bomb or is everyone going to go watch this shit show? Well, let me see something. You did you not predict this to this shouldn't be a question cuz you predicted this to be the biggest box office flop of the year. That was my prediction, yeah. But I I budget numbers are still not out. So, <laughs> usually a bad sign. What is that what is going on? Uh according to this website 80 million, 
which is less than I thought. Yeah. I don't know. So that hurts your chance for uh No, I brought I brought flop. that up. It was either this or Craven and this appeared to have the higher budget. Um nope, Craven a bit north of 100 million according to this what Reddit post. Fuck. So Biggest we'll see. some money. I did Craven slash Madam Web, but I had Craven listed first, so yeah, I think you, that's the one I went with. Well, you committed to No, you committed to Madam Web, I'm pretty sure. I, I don't know. Craven's listed first. I'd have to go back and listen cuz I genuinely don't remember. I do remember that you predicted this would be at least one of them. So mm-hmm. I'm, I don't think it'll lose that much money if it was only $80 million. I don't know. I feel like just no one's going to care enough to go watch it. I deleted my freaking notes. I'm an idiot. Why would I do that? Why would I delete all my predictions? Why I keep I... everything. I keep a list of everything we talk about. Why am I so stupid? Let me see here. I still have a draft where I drafted uh, Joseph Jesus' dad as the first overall pick. This is this a simp draft? Yeah, this is the simp draft. <laughs> Uh, and I got Coca-Cola Freestyle Machine, SpongeBob. I don't remember what that is. We need to. We haven't done whole a whole draft. draft. That was a whole draft. Yeah, because my next pick was the 2009 to 2000 or 2000 to 2009 New Year glasses. And then you took the Holy Spirit, Jesus Christ, as <laughs> my fifth overall. Yeah, absolute fucking. That was my Tom Brady. Why am I so stupid? I wait. Do I? I might have it on a different document altogether. Hold on. Okay. No. Okay. No. Yeah. We're, we're screwed here. That sucks. But I think I can go through my... Okay, here we go. I okay, found we're it. back. Restore this version. We're back, baby. Uh, my biggest lose the most money was Snow White, which actually isn't coming out this year. So I pivoted and said something else. Don't remember what I said. Got it. <laughs> so either way, don't have an answer. That sucks. Yeah. But look, I'm excited. It, it's going to be Valentine's Day, so I think it'll... I don't know. We'll see. Movies are kind of dead. But it does come out on Valentine's Day, which is a day before we typically record... The chances of us seeing it on Valentine's Day and then turning around and recording the next day are virtually zero, especially because yeah. I'm not going to be available on Wednesday. Just slim to none. So uh, next week's podcast probably will be delayed a few days into the weekend, but we're still coming at you next week, so don't worry about it. Yeah. No, it should be. It'll be a fun pod. I know that for a fact. Yes, it will. I can't wait. I'm looking forward to it. You got anything else? No, I do not. Go follow us on TikTok and YouTube and uh, Instagram. Yep. Even though they keep fucking blocking me and I'm going to bring down the man. Within lines pod. In the meantime, be a good friend, everybody. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.